there are things like if I'm hanging out with my kids and there is a thing that pops up with me, I can do a couple things. One is I can like remind myself and put it off till later or whatever that's, and that might even seem like the most appropriate thing. When I am working towards as well as helping my children generate a view of what works about. And if I'm on my phone, I want to let them know what I'm on my phone doing. Most people are, if they're on their phone and then they kind of get busted, they like feel like they need to get off their phone right away. Like that that's a problem. You know, it's like, oh, shit. oh, sorry, sorry. Here, let me just do this real quick. And it's like this apologetic thing. Instead of saying, oh, hold on, I, I need one minute. I need to go tell this guy something really important. And I'll be right back with you. Picture this. I'm standing in front of my nine-year-old boy, and he's explaining every detail of his newest Pokemon card. And I'm not hearing a word of it. I'm thinking of the current project at work or the phone call that I forgot to make. Does this sound familiar? Then this conversation is for you. Hello, my friends. My name is Chad, and this is the Naked Leadership Podcast, high-stakes conversations for relentless company founders. My co-hosts and I have over six decades of combined experience in leadership coaching. And this podcast is where we explore it all. There's no conversation too risky. In this episode, Dan, Adrian, and I sit down to chat about being distracted and disconnected at home. There's a vital key to presence that comes out in this conversation, and I can't wait for you to hear about it. Let's dive in. Here we are again, Dan, Adrian, so good to be with you. Good to be here. Yeah, I'm loving it. Is it is it is that the Thanks McDonald's for being here. theme song? I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Ba 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 ba. <laughs> I, I haven't been to McDonald's in years. I don't know. I don't go to McDonald's. <laughs> that's for sure. You know what? I, I think ever since I saw the video about what the chicken nuggets are made of, remember that where it's like pink paste. It's like, oh goodness. <laughs> well, that is the topic of today's podcast: is uh, McDonald's. The, the trouble of fast food. The trouble of fast food. Uh, no, uh, today I want to talk about the experience of being uh, distracted, disconnected at home. This is something that comes up a lot. My coaching calls, something I've experienced plenty in my life. Um, I, I don't know if, uh, I think the listeners can relate. Maybe you two can relate the, the experience of like being at home and being in front of my little nine-year-old boy, Milo, and he's saying something to me. He's describing this, you know, his latest best Pokemon card, which is just this kick that he's on right now. It's like, Dad, look at this Pokemon card. It has this energy and this attack level and blah, 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 right? And so I have this time. It's dedicated to him. I'm looking at him, and he's describing this Pokemon card to me, and I'm thinking about uh, the podcast that's going live tomorrow. Or this one thing that if I just did that, it would put us over the edge on this area of our business. Or, oh, I got this great idea I'm going to try out tomorrow when I'm in front of the computer. And, and, and I'll catch myself in those moments going, man, what is going on? What are you doing? It's distracting. Um, and and I, I don't know. I think that's a, is that a relatable experience for you too? Yeah, sure. I you know, raised a family. I can recall that experience a, a number of times. Absolutely. When I'm at my best, I interrupt it by just getting connected to, you know, with my daughter or my son or, you know, at the time my wife, 
even now. Uh, at my worst, I'm unconscious, but I've got to ask, I, I end up asking myself, I wonder what I'm up to that I'm disconnecting like this. I wonder what it is I don't want to hear, I don't want to be involved in, you know, like what's going on for me that this is, you know, that I keep encountering this. Yeah. Is that, Dan, is that always, uh, always, I want to, I want to like put it in a box now. You say that like what my, what I hear is that, you know, whenever we're distracted, it's because there's something we're avoiding. Yeah. There's some, I don't know if it's an avoidance or what, but there's some intention in whatever I'm doing that I may not be aware of, but the nervous system's completely intentional. So it might be, I need a rest. Could be, you know, I need some time alone. Uh, and I, you know, maybe I need to get real about that. Might be, I need to just show up right here and get connected, you know, where I haven't been connected for a while and where it's needed. You know, I don't know. I, I, that's something I think you check into in the moment. But there's something that, that I'm like somebody's talking to me and I'm spacing out. Well, there's something else going on. I wonder what that, you know, there's some other intention. Well, the, what I experience, what I feel like I experience most of the time in, in what I'm describing, and you feel free to dig into this because I'm wide open for whatever uh, I might not be seeing, is that uh, most of the time what I'm experiencing is that I love the work that I do so much. And so much of it feels like puzzle solving for me, right? It's like, coming up with new solutions, ideas, you know, how do we reach people? How do we connect with people? And that is a fun game for me to play. It's really enlivening. It's really like stimulating. And, and, and I also love Milo. I really do. And I love being with him. And when I'm there, we're connected and that's beautiful. I just, I, I really find myself thinking about my work a lot when I'm not at it. Um, and I don't know, there's all kinds of things that I'm, that I'm making up about that. Um, but yeah, I think it's either, you know, either that I'm really excited about something that I'm working on, or I'm really, um, stressed out about something that didn't go the way I hoped it would. Well, there's some reason why work is more attractive than at that moment than being with Milo. I mean, because I do I, the same thing. I think about my clients all the time, but I usually think, think about them when I'm either laying in bed or you know getting up or driving somewhere or uh, you know on the toilet, something like that, where I've got time. But if I find myself thinking about them, and it's intervening in my relationship somewhere, might be something else going on, right? Because work represents something you're very attracted to, and there's something in that moment that may not be as attractive as work. I wonder what's wanted and needed to have that be as attractive. These are things I've asked myself because, you know, when you have grandkids, they want to do things that, you know, could Papa come out and watch me practice gymnastics. And, you know, I've seen the handstand and cartwheel 50,000 times, but let's do it. Let's do, let's get down in it. And, and I, if I don't feel like going, I'll actually tell him, no, I'm not doing that now, but pop, I'll do it later on. That's just not, you know, I got to tell her. Otherwise I'll sit out there and fuddle with my phone and she'll get the message. And then she won't want to be around me anymore. To advance in any conversation, you need to insert some grace usually. So what I mean is like, is 
and maybe an odd statement. What I mean is like, uh, it's no surprise that if I'm doing something that's got a whole shit ton of meaning with it and a very deep sense of significance with it and a lot of like personal attachment to it, i.e. work, like all those things are happening in work for eight hours. And then all of a sudden I'm at the school picking up my kids. And so the, the, the kind of the pressure to be present all the time, I don't think is that helpful. Right. So does it make, and this is a little bit of the math that I do with myself is that feels like this didactic thing. I'm either in work mode or I'm in family mode. And, and I want to be in both modes simultaneously because if I'm just in work mode and I'm not present to what's going on with the family or what's, what the needs are from the family or the planning, you know, it's like, something coming up, some trip coming up and I need to look at flights and stuff. If I keep them in these two separate boxes, then it's trouble, you know? So uh, my point being is that first off, I insert some grace and realize, you know, I've if I'm at work, I've generated eight hours of momentum in this direction. It's not, it's not easy. And I don't even think it's necessary to kind of flip that switch off and flip this switch on. And now I'm going to be a hundred percent present and learn about the power structure in the Pokemon game, which I don't understand Pokemon. I don't understand <laughs> I don't Pokemon either. either. My son I don't shows either. Me and I've been, I've been in hours and hours and hours of conversation about it. I, I don't think I know Scout doesn't know either. He just, it's really like, let me show you this cool card. And then, if there's some kind of insignia on it, he thinks it's cool. And I'll just join him in the cool. That's fine. It's like, oh, that's cool. And I'm like, look, I'm, I'm trying to figure out analytically what I think this actually means and how do you actually play. I never see them play anything with these cards. They just kind of collect them. Anyway, good job, Pokemon. You made, you know, billions of dollars on nothing. Good job. The, but besides that, <clears throat> from, from yesteryear, um, what's my point? My point is... A lot of times if I'm if I, like there are things like if I'm hanging out with my kids and there is a thing that pops up with me, I can do a couple things. One is I can like remind myself and put it off till later or whatever that's and that might even seem like the most appropriate thing. Um, and it might be the most appropriate thing. Let's just say that. OK, great. That is. But also what I'm when I am working towards as well as helping my children generate a view of what works about. And so I'll often, if I, if I'm on my phone for an intentional reason, I guess, like if there's something that's important and I'm in the middle of some game or something with my kids or we're eating dinner, I want to do, if I'm on my phone, I want to let them know what I'm on my phone doing. Most people are, if they're on their phone and then they kind of get busted, they like feel like they need to get off their phone right away. Like that, that's a problem. You know, it's like, oh, shit. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Here, let me just do this real quick. And it's like this apologetic thing. Instead of saying, oh, hold on. I, I need one minute. I need to go tell this guy something really important and I'll be right back with you. Um, and I even go into some, some specifics that like tell them, who, you know, oh, I'm talking to my buddy, Ben, who's going through this hard time right now. I need to send him a note real quick. Can I have a minute? And that's, I think it's good for them to see. Um, and, you know, it's at least another way of looking at it. It's like, I want my kids to know they're also not the center of my universe. You know, meaning like they get that they're a part of this whole and they're, they're an essential part of the whole. And at times they're the center of my universe, like time stands still and nothing else matters to me. But, you know, we're all, we've got these mixed and very important intentions. 
you know, so they need to know that like, oh, this thing that I'm doing is also important to me because they're going to be doing something someday that's important to them. So anyway, that's that's one of my ways that I'm working on it right now, I would say. I was just going to say that's that's such a good way to connect around it unless you're doing bullshit on your phone. Right. <laughs> and yeah. And sometimes I'm like, Which you know, the kids great. are brushing the... The kids are brushing. One of the places that happens for me, the kids are the kids are like brushing their teeth, and I'm like scrolling Instagram, just because I, you know, I'm just like looking at stupid videos, and and God forbid the sound turns on. If the sound turns on, they're not brushing their teeth anymore. They're like, oh, let me see that. Oh, like, let me see that. You know. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. You know, it's like bedtime. Parents like to complain about bedtime. I've just decided bedtime's sacred. And I sometimes I'm really tired and I can't wait to get out of there. Um, but I, that's not where I'm committed to. I really want to, u- I mean, utilize that time, which we talked about in the previous episode. Um, I really want to like connect as much as I can and realize, man, like a, like a minute of connection is like a gift. It's a real gift. If I'm, and if Charlie's telling me some kind of story, and, you know, telling me all about this and that that's happened, man, that hits me like a gift, not like a problem, not like a, can you get it over with? Jeez, I wanted to like, man, knock me over. Um, so that's, I mean, that there are those kind of like anchor moments that matter much more. If I, like, if I find a couple anchor moments of connection in the midst of a day, you know, or in the midst of two hours, if I'm really connected. Um, then that's really worth it. I think it, I think they they feel that as well, because they're not that connected with me either. I, and I think that well, that that also plays well with your team too. If you just take time to connect with people when you're with them, so it doesn't take a lot of time. People get that you care, and you can stay in touch with each other. If you really connect, you're going to be following the plot. People, you know, it'll be worth it. I've noticed that that just a lot of times it's just being there when you're with them, a, a team member listening to them, and if something needs to go further, that'll come out of it. And if not, it's it's a support, you know, if it's purposeful. And but I think I think you're right, Ada. There's a certain grace, like just being able to say what's up. Like if I, I mean, I'll tell my granddaughters, okay, you know, or I'll tell a team member that I'll do that, but I got to do this first. This is pushing. So why wouldn't I do that with my kids? You know, like, why wouldn't I say the same thing? Why wouldn't I relate to them like I would at work? Like, no need to to silo them. I'm bringing the same person there. No need to lie. You might as well be just honest about what I need. Dan, you bring up a great point. I mean, we're talking a lot about this in the context of the kids because that's the context that I started with. But this is universal. This is the context with your team, your business partners, your partner, your life partner, romantic partner, your friends. You know, finding those moments, you know, you could apply that differently, Adrian. Those moments that you deem sacred and you get to decide. You get to decide what the moments are that are sacred, that you're going to let it knock you out, right? And let 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 it just take over you. Well, like before we got on this podcast, I think the this one, the last one, you want to just chat about a client, so drop right in there, right? And make sure that's a quality moment. Well, that makes a big difference. If I'm just pretending to listen to you, you're going to pick that up. You're going to, you're going to get that you're not as important as I might say you are. 
The only constant in an organization like yours is change. I want to take just a second to tell you about The Change Imperative, an ebook written by our very own Dan Takini. Let me ask you, how do you personally relate to change in your business? Does it feel like a threat at times? Does it ever feel like you can't keep up with it or it never happens fast enough? Are there certain players on your team that resist change and keep your company stuck? Growth, change, and transition, these intersections often come with confusion, frustration, and resistance. You can flip those experiences into clarity, confidence, and alignment with the Change Imperative eBook. The Change Imperative is instructions for innovating with your team. Go ahead and click on the link in the show notes to get your free copy of the Change Imperative now and feel confident about creating the change in your company necessary to take it to the next level. I think we've listed some of them already or we've run through some of them already, but are there any other disciplines that you, both of you, in addition to, hey, here's what I'm doing. Here's the here's what's going on in my life. Here's why I'm thinking about this. Or are there any other disciplines that you are intentional about as you, uh, I don't know, operate in different spaces well, of life? Timing. I think timing is a big issue. So it, oftentimes people can make demands or I can make demands of people in of their time when they're not in that place at that moment. And there's no reason why I can't say, hey, look, let's, can we set this up for later when it's more appropriate? Or I can suggest, look, this isn't the time to talk to me about this. I'm preparing for something. I don't want to break my concentration. Let's set up another time. Being able to utilize the time for what, you know, like sometimes you get, like this last weekend, I had a lot going on. So I really just said no to a lot of things, truncated certain things. So I would have specific time for each thing not trying not letting them bleed into each other that that's one of the things because if they do then then if i let my time for what's next bleed into this then you don't get i'm really here and and then and if i let this time bleed into that then they think that isn't as important right but if i hold myself disciplined and go do the things i said i'm going to do when i said i'm going to do them and make sure i'm there for them uh, I, the moments take care of themselves a much it's like a synergy <laughs> and it's when I'm out of sync with the moment that I just create a hell of a lot more work for myself yeah. in a lot of different directions Adrian you talked about the grace which I think you know, is a really deal. great point I think you know shame as a shame as a tool um, can play a part in this <laughs> what you know what I, I well I'd love to hear from you. Like when you talk about having grace, what, why, why would we want to have grace for ourselves in this conversation and what, and maybe compare and contrast that to the shame that we rack ourselves with and what that keeps us stuck in. Well, this it's, it's a lot to do. First off, it's a lot like to, to, to figure this out, to figure out how to do it. It's very complex, right? There's like, um, there are a numerous amount of people that are in that are uh, that their needs actually show up in that moment for me. There's mine. There's my spouse's. There's my kids. There's my business partners. There's my clients. There's it all trickles all the way down. So it's really complex. First off, so anytime I'm taking on something that's really complex, and 
So that's like the baseline. And it's also very complicated. I like to make this distinction quite a bit where it's like, and when other people, and when, when it's a very emotional as well, right? So it's like when things get emotional, things get really complicated because even if you're clear as a bell and your spouse isn't, or your kids aren't, or your partner isn't, now you're also dealing with that, like a distinction between expectations. That's very complicated. So if you're going to decide to like take this on, um, and be proactive about it and be intentional about it, you're going to come up against a lot of other people's expectations um, and a lot of tensions and you're going to blow it. You're going to, you know, are you, people are going to think you've blown it or you've blown it to them? Like my kids might be disappointed and stuff, such, uh, or my spouse might be, or my business partner might be or whatever. Um, and you're going to disappoint folks, period. And you might disappoint yourself. And if you can't like hold into the disappointment and realize like this is, I don't know, Dweck's like growth mindset or whatever, like you're, you're going to fail along the way. That's why most people choose a victim mindset and then choose to excuse themselves or excuse other people or blame other people for not being able to do something. It just takes them off the hook. And if we're on the hook and realize like we're on the hook, meaning like if I'm responsible, um, then I'm going to do it poorly. And many times, even if I do it really well for like a couple of days and the next day I'm going to do it poorly, if I throw the baby out with the bathwater, then I'm not going to stay in the game. So grace, by grace, I mean um, self-forgiveness, forgiveness of other people, acceptance of myself, acceptance of other people. When I say grace, I mean that. Um, if I... If I'm really, if I don't have self-acceptance and self-forgiveness and all that kind of stuff, then I'm going and I am pushing myself really hard to be perfect. Or like if I write checks, let's so let me be give an example. If I told Dan I'm going to get something done today, and all of a sudden it's seven o'clock and and it's not there and it's not I didn't do it yet, and I'm out to dinner with the family. Um, I can do it at the dinner table. That's going to disappoint those people around me if I don't have a conversation about it. Um, or I can not do it and act like I didn't say I would do it to Dan. I'm going to disappoint him. And a lot of times I'm going to need to make requests in order to open up the space in which I can get something done. So I can request to the family to space in order to get something done um, because I didn't get something done earlier today. Or I can say, Dan, hey, I said seven o'clock. Uh, is it okay with you if I get it done first thing in the morning or by 10 o'clock in the morning? Yeah. Okay, cool. If you aren't willing to make those requests, you're just going to carry it around like you are, um, like, you, like you are a disappointment. That's the shame conversation. Like I could disappoint somebody. That's right. That's right. I'm probably going to be then thinking, well, the Dan does this all the time. Dan, oh, sh sh or Ali, she's on the phone all the time. I can, you know, it's like we could, you could easily find you could criminalize other people to justify what, you know, like shortcut your way through it. That's not a familiar conversation for me at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in this conversation with Allie a bunch. She's on her phone a lot more than I am, at least in, per my noticing. Um, and, and really what I, what I actually want to give her the space. She actually lives on her phone. She doesn't use her computer very much. She is, you know, has lots of Instagram, blah, 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 all this stuff. So being on her phone is actually a big part of her life. And I've realized I can either resent that or I can give her the space for that. And what do I really want? What I really want is 
that she involves me. Just let me know what you're up to. You're texting with blah, 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 at blah, blah, blah company. Let me know what you're up to. I'm cool. I'm that's great. Um, and it, it, you know, it takes a bit for that to like, that's new for her to think about. Um, cause usually in her own world on her phone. Um, but to involve me in her world on her phone, I've got no problem. I don't mind. I love what she's up to in life. So I'm not like, give me your attention. Otherwise you don't care about me. I, I, I can share you with the world. I'm cool with that. So by her sharing, you feel more of a part of what she's up to. I am a part number one. And I like that number two. So yes, I do feel it, but I, it, but I feel it because I've chosen it. And that comes out of an intention. Like I, I'm committed to what Allie's, in, what Allie's committed to, period. When I said I do, that's what I'm committed to. I'm committed to her kicking ass everywhere. And when I need her attention, that's on me to ask for it. Instead of like demanding it or being passive aggressive about it. It's like, oh, can you, and I, at times we'll be on a date and I'll say, can I have your phone now? And I'll put her phone in my pocket and we're done. We're done with phones. And she laughs about it a little bit like that. And then it's like, okay, like really, like, you know, we don't, we don't have a lot of date nights. Let's go ahead and let's get what we need to get done. And then let's just do us. Right yeah, right on. Well, this is great, man. Uh, thank you for working through this with me. Nothing personal here for me, obviously. Uh, thanks so much, gentlemen. It's a great conversation. Appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Chef. Yeah. Bye-bye, everybody. Well, my friends, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Naked Leadership Podcast. As a heads up, every Friday we post a Cliff Notes version of that week's conversation with all the highlights in under five minutes. Check that out for a quick and powerful reminder of the principles discussed. I hope this conversation has been valuable to you. If it has, the greatest compliment you could pay us is sharing it with somebody who could use it. Thanks so much for listening and until next week, bye-bye everybody.